Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I love the clink of the glass. <laughs> I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach. I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine. But today, champagne, one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. I am pumped today because we are talking champagne, one of my favorite types of wine ever. And I have the lead sommelier of Wit and Wisdom at the Four Seasons here in Baltimore. She is part of a large campaign called the Champagne Campaign. I can't think of any better kind of campaign where from 10 to 12, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. at her location and other locations around the country that we'll find out about uh, one being in New York, you can get champagne for 50 percent off. That's half off people. If you don't know, Julie Dalton, lead sommelier, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lori. Happy to be here. Well, I love it because I found out about this on Instagram. <laughs> we find out about everything on Instagram. I know, these days. where you get all your good information. And um, we've you've been a friend of the show and on the show before. We yes. talked about the summer of Riesling a we little did. while ago, and I know you from judging different wine competitions. And um, yeah. you are working uh, towards your master sommelier, Eventually. which is very I know very <laughs> ambitious. So I saw that at Wit and Wisdom you were doing this champagne campaign, and you're going to tell us a little bit about it, where you have half price champagne. And I'm all in on that. So I thought, let's get Julie in the studio. Let's let everyone know about the champagne campaign. So you brought us a couple champagnes that we're going to taste. Yeah. But how did this even come about to do it for half price? I love this. Well, it's um, I, I can't take credit for this idea. This is uh, this. The original champagne campaign started in New York at Cork Buzz Wine Studio with Laura Manick. She's a master sommelier, uh, a dear friend and a mentor of mine. And... During this recent uh, case study about champagne sales, of course, she's very successful at champagne sales because of her champagne campaign. She essentially opened it up and said, if anybody wants to do champagne campaign, do it. I'm not necessarily looking for any credit here. I just want more people to be drinking champagne. That's great. And so many wines come from that region other than the, the names with which we're familiar. And if you remove the... If you remove the price tag, it, it becomes a little bit more approachable. I think I wanted to do this because I think champagne is a wine and people forget about that. And mm. I think so many different champagnes taste differently based on the region. And, so true. Um, and people don't know that because they get stuck in always ordering one particular brand. So if you make it more approachable from a price standpoint then people may be more willing to explore experiment experiment with yeah, different kinds of champagnes from different regions and see how there is different terroir differences in champagne as well as in the rest of the world so yeah. Now, lots more sparkling wine is being sold in this country. I think the stats I saw were... Prosecco is killing it right now. <laughs> exactly. 17% increase in drinking of sparkling wine. So people yep. are getting yep. sparkling wine. And of course, they gravitate to Prosecco because it is affordable. Yep. It is very easy to find. It's very and, fruity. Yeah, it's very fruity. But champagne, and I tell these people that when I do tastings, is officially... Only the sparkling wines made in the Champagne region of France. That's correct. By the process, the method Champenois or the process that they developed. Uh, So it is very special. And there are so many different places and types that anything that's bubbly is not champagne. But that doesn't make it bad. It's just different. So champagne has its own 
personality it has and its own taste. personality because think about it it's the 51 degrees latitude it's i mean it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a shock that anything gets ripe there so if it were a wine on its own it's very acidic and tart and lean and in those regions of the world Loire Valley is one as well. When you when you when your grapes can't get ripe, what do you do? You you make it bubbly. It's more right. fun to drink that way. You add a little bit of sugar to it, and it's bubbly, and you don't even notice the tartness. But yeah, Champagne is a very special region because of the chalky soils there. It's um, it's it's just it's magic in a glass. And and I, I don't I I don't get the same feeling. And I I mean no disrespect to you know the Cremants of the world and the Proseccos and. Uh, of the world, but nothing evokes a, a, a hug from the inside out like champagne, <laughs> Ooh, you know, hug champagne yeah. just does it for me. I don't know. There's a, a great quote I use a lot from John Maynard Keynes. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I was like, John Maynard Keynes, ah, oh, he's the father of macroeconomics. But his quote near his death was my only regret in life is that I did not drink more champagne. Well, he should have, I we know. should have had champagne campaign back then. I he would know. not have, he would if not you're have studying said economics, that. you need to drink. Okay. <laughs> so, sure. so let's uh, talk about, we brought me two beautiful champagnes for us to try together. So what's the first one that we're going to try? So I was talking about how there are differences in terroir and terroir is just a fancy word for all the soil and everything about the place uh, where the grapes grow, including um, including the the human element, and uh, so I brought two distinctly different champagnes from two distinctly different regions in in Champagne. The first one is Pierre Peters. It's a one hundred percent Chardonnay from uh, a region in Champagne called the Côte de Blanc. Um, the fruit comes from four different Grand Crus. It comes from Chouy. Auger, Aviz, and Lemonil. And uh, in Champagne, you blend in wines at the end to create what's called a house style. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rodolphe blends, Rodolphe Peters, he blends in wines that go back 15 years in age. So you get this wow. really beautiful, nutty, honey deliciousness. I also, um, I we have lots of different experiments going on here. So I love it. we have this 100% Chardonnay and I, we have two different glasses. We have a flute and a general all-purpose glass. I think that the differences in terroir are more obvious in a regular wine glass than it is in a champagne flute. Mm. And, uh, and to me, I think it's important to explore that. So if I know I'm going to be having champagne throughout a meal, I'll ask for two stems because I think... It tastes different, it smells different, and it tastes different depending on which glass you put it in. So it makes the wine a little bit more malleable. So oh, wow. in the in the flute, uh, also on the palate, it's going to accentuate the acidity. You're going to be salivating a little bit more. It would be ideal with, uh, you know, like oysters, uh, raw oysters. Whereas in a in an AP glass, it the temperature raises a little bit, so it makes it better with richer foods maybe like the fried oyster so maybe in the flute you have it raw and maybe in the glass you have it fried mm. because and the that, nose is a little bit different it's completely Ooh, different wow it's, it just opens it up and, and again, a lot of that is temperature when it when a wine is very cold it doesn't speak right. a whole lot when it's warm when it's when it's just a degree or two different it's much more expressive wow now pierre peters is still imported by terry thies Correct. That's correct. He's a, a Terry. It's through Michael Skernick Wines, and that's a Terry Thies Estate selection. And and it's specific. And I'm I've had the wines before. Being all Chardonnay, this is considered a Blanc de Blanc. We. Oui. 
Uh, and it's a, a grower champagne, it is. which is a really special thing, too. What, tell is. people a little bit about what that means. So uh, in order to be, um, I mean, there are different styles, or the different marketing, uh, different situations in champagne. You can own your vineyards and make wine from the vineyards that you own only. Um, they're allowed to have, they're allowed to purchase up to 5%. Okay. Um, because if, for example, in with Rodolphe, he's a he's a Chardonnay house, but he makes a rosé, so he buys uh, he buys Pinot Noir. Okay. So, but you're you're allowed to buy up to five percent. So if you own ninety five, if ninety five percent of what you make comes from your own estate grown fruit, then you are what's called a recoltant manipulant, an RM. And there's a tiny little number on every label of champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's usually need a magnifying glass to find it. I know. It has two letters that starts. Uh, if it says RM, it's a grower champagne. If it says NM, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a negociant. That means they can purchase grapes, they can purchase finished wine, they can even purchase finished champagne and put their label on it. Right, and it's very special because it's very artisanal in that way that they're, actually growing the grapes and they're making the wine and controlling the whole process. Whereas exactly. a lot of the big houses and the names that everyone knows in the world of champagne, not that there's anything wrong with them or they're bad, but they're buying most of their stuff and then taking those grapes and maybe from very excellent growers, but right. they're not controlling the entire life cycle. That's correct. And that the, but these big guys, they pave the way for the little guys, you know, True. if it, if it, weren't for them. I mean, the very first sparkling wine house was Runar and and they they uh, they they own a good portion of their vineyards, but it, to to meet the demand, the demand, they need to purchase fruit, but it's all Grand Cru fruit that they work mm-hmm. with and um and there are some negoses that own more percentage of vineyards than right. others. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back on the sipping point with Julie Dalton from Wit and Wisdom. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach. We're back with the Sipping Point and lead sommelier at Wit and Wisdom in the Four Seasons, Baltimore. Julie Dalton. We're talking about your champagne campaign. We're at 10 p.m. every night up until midnight. You can get all the champagnes, the real deal champagnes for 50% off. We just tasted the Pierre Peters Blanc de Blanc. Delicious. Now, give me an idea. What does this normally go for? And what would it be 50% off? It's $72 for the half bottle. Okay. So 36. Okay. 36. Mm -hmm. Nice. So let's talk about that. You brought one of these was in a half bottle Mm -hmm. and the others in a normal size bottle. Uh, 750 milliliters is the normal and 375 is the half. So do you have a lot of champagnes in half bottles? We've got about 10 or so. And I wanted to include the half bottles on, uh, for champagne campaign. By the way, it's in the bar and lounge only. Um, Okay. So, uh, where else would you want to be? I mean, especially <laughs> in the wintertime with the fireplace, it's you know, so beautiful fireplace and a glass of champagne, nothing more perfect. So um, I wanted to encourage, uh, even if you don't want more than one glass of champagne, let's say you just, a, a couple comes in and you just want one glass. I mean, a half bottle, you can, it's, perfect. it's just one glass. Um, or if, I mean, or the other way, if you're just one person and you want a whole bottle, I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> you know, doable. It's, it's still doable. Take a and, cab. and you can always cork up and take home what you don't finish. Right. So even champagne, you just put a regular cork in it. It's fine. So, um, But also, what I like about half bottles is they age more quickly. Now, some people mm. might think that that's a bad thing, but I just think it creates something different. 
Right. This this Pierre Peters that we're having right now, I have it also in a 750. And if you were to have them side by side, they would be completely different wines. The, in the half bottle, they're exposed less, uh, they're exposed to air more. More. The ratio. The ratio. Yes. There's a greater uh, surface area to air, surface area of juice to air than in a small bottle than there is in a large bottle. And I mean, and a lot of people don't realize that even though the wine is corked, that 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 there's not there is gas exchange right i mean that's what aging a wine does that's why you lay it down it's you're mm-hmm. and you're oxidizing the wine right um that's so, why people invest in magnums with exactly. regular wine because magnums age slowly and that's why they're more expensive they're worth more because they i mean it's your buying you have more pers- life yeah, yeah it lasts a lot longer so, but for me, I I like a little bit of that nuttiness that you get from you a did. gentle it's oxidation. So great on it's the so nose. like honeysuckle and uh, just a little bit of almond skin. I just think it's really pretty. It's beautiful, um, and it also makes it more. I think a wine like that is more friendly with foods, especially yep. grilled foods. And oh, nice. in the bar and lounge where we where we have a really great tavern menu, things like. Fried pickles. I know that sounds crazy. Oh, yeah. No, that sounds but it's great. Salty with it. and salty with something a little bit sweet, and that gentle oxidation creates this what I call pseudo sweetness because you get that honeyed and nutty thing mm. that wants something salty and crunchy. And oh my gosh, together fried pickles and champagne, heaven, wow. absolute heaven. Next time you're bringing the fried pickles. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so what is the second champagne you so, brought here? So we started with a wine for, uh, 100% Chardonnay from uh, wow. the Cote de Blanc. This is completely different. This is uh, from a Grand Cru called Verzenay. This is uh, Jean Lallemand. This is 80% Pinot Noir, 20% Chardonnay. And this Grand Cru in Verzenay is very unique. The vineyards face north, which is antithetical to anything we've ever learned about wine growing in the Northern Hemisphere. They have to face south in order to get the fruit ripe. And these face north. The only reason these grapes get ripe is because of warm air currents that come up from the Montan uh, de Rems is what it's right. called. And um, and then uh, it's it's a function of, of warm air currents. Mm. So it's, uh, it's and uh, according to uh, one of the books that I read um, on champagne by Richard Eulin, The 4,000 Champagnes, supposedly Pinot Noir from Verzenay is darker than any other Pinot Noir in Champagne. So not wow. only does the fruit get ripe, but the Pinot Noir is is so much darker. I don't know if that's true. I've had a couple of growers tell me that that's a bunch of malarkey, but I don't I know. Feel I like think it's a great a story. real <laughs> mineral or earthiness to this. This Terry calls this wow. the Nuit Saint-Georges of... of of champagne so it's it's earthy there's a funkiness to it it's animal it's a yes. little yeah it's uh it's verzenay verzenay this is what you drink after 10 p.m this is what you drink but before midnight because my mom always says nothing good happens after midnight Aww. and that's true because champagne campaign ends at midnight i think i think i think you watch the gremlins <laughs> too many times Jeannie. <laughs> i love it all right so Give me an idea of this one. What's this going to retail for normally and this with the one, champagne campaign? This one is such a steal. This is about 127 on the list. Okay. So it's 63. My math is terrible. 60, 60, 60 something. something for yeah. the full bottle. For the full bottle. That's yeah. really great. And it's so fruity, isn't it? Like that finish is just it's, eternal. It's just oh I'm getting these like peonies. I'm getting a peony flower, floral thing right now. Red cherries and it. plums. And it's, I love your idea. And I'm assuming if I come into Wit and Wisdom or anybody else that's listening out there, 
and you need to ask for Jolie. Um, oh, that, you don't. Uh, you yeah. can ask for Don or Jake or Jose, anyone. But no, ask but for they can ask for a flute and a regular glass, so I can taste the difference. The difference because I get emails from people like, "Oh, glasses don't make a difference." Oh, oh my goodness, yes, I they you do. know I have a hard time like limiting my email to a short response because it really makes a huge difference. So if you have to choose one glass for anything forever for the rest of your life. It's an AP. It's an all-purpose. That's all-purpose. It you, you tulip shape. Red, white, champagne, sherry, anything. I, I'm glad I don't have to choose, but you're right. <laughs> so Julie Dalton from Wit and Wisdom. If folks want to check out your website, where do they go? So our website is witandwisdomtavern.com. And again, uh, Four Seasons Hotel Baltimore, Wit and Wisdom in yeah, the every night, bar and lounge every night. Champagne, I need to find a bell. Champagne. Laura has a bell she rings and oh. it's so fun. I need to find okay. a fun bell to ring to let people <laughs> we'll, know we'll it's 10 o'clock and we're ready to start popping bottles. Oh, there we go. All right. We'll be right back on the sipping point. Julie, come see us again. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers to you. Cheers.